Welcome, welcome. This is Jesse with Recovering Mentally, coming to you live from Nebraska. I'm here today to talk to you about being your most authentic self. I personally left corporate America. It was affecting my mental health. It was affecting my sobriety. And now I branched out onto my own with learning all these kinds of great tools to help coach and guide you through this. Because you know what? We are awesome and we are badasses when we are doing the things that we love that are not only good for our self, our career, our success, but for our mind, body, and soul. So let's get started. Welcome back to Recovering Mentally with Jesse in Papillia, Nebraska. I am super excited. I have the Walsh's here. Rochelle Walsh is a licensed clinical social worker who has been in a private practice for at least 20 years, specializing in trauma and anxiety orders, uh, orders, disorders, people. She has extensive work through the use of brain strategies to calm the nervous system and improve their capacity for emotional regulation. She loves helping clients understand the cause of their discomfort and break free from the mind's outcome with anxiety. Her husband, Jim Walsh, actually Dr. Walsh, is trained as a chiropractic physician and has practiced for 20 years. He has worked in integrative practice for the majority of his career. Dr. Walsh now specializes exclusively in helping patients from a functional medicine through genetic testing, nutrition, and lifestyle recommendations. His passion is to obtain optimal health by understanding the unique physiology. Jim and Rochelle have been married for 25 years. They have three children and reside in the state of Kansas. Their passion for understanding the brain increased tenfold in 2018 when their middle daughter suffered from multiple concussions, endured by great disability, and unable to recover to her prior level of functioning. This led to the pursuit of answers through genetic testing, neuro rehab, and supplementation. Dr. Walsh subsequently became trained in genetics to be able to help his patients overcome the strategies from their recovery, while Rochelle learned just how greatly physical health conditions can influence neurotransmitters and mental health. They have combined their skills and are training to help motivated and health-oriented individuals to break free from anxiety. You guys, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having us. So I am really fascinated by this. As my listeners know, both my son and I have mental wellness conditions, and one of them includes anxiety. And we talk regularly on this podcast about the physical health and the mental health component, how good physical health can lead to good mental health and vice versa. So to have you guys on and to be able to discuss not only something that's very prevalent in my life, but possible solutions that equate to that good physical health and good mental health combined is just huge. I'm so excited. We're so excited too. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Tell me more. We've talked briefly, but tell my audience more about what this program is that you are doing. 
So we've combined, as you mentioned, I'm a therapist, so I work with people with, you know, calming the lower brain first, which is that state of hypervigilance that people with anxiety are in and their nervous system before we work on mindset strategies, because I think too often, you know, we work on the mind, 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 but, you know, when you're overcome with anxiety, you're really not in your rational brain. So to be able to calm your nervous system and your lower brain first is important. So I've taught those strategies for a long time. And then, as you mentioned, you know, my husband's training and learning in genetics says, well, there's these conditions, SNPs, he can speak more about that, that, that control or influence your inflammation in your nervous system and your neurotransmitter health. And then there's the brain-gut connection. So this, this program is going to incorporate both, you know, the therapeutic strategies through a course-like format, as well as, you know, genetic testing, a neuropsych panel that will tell a person what kinds of supplementation they need, foods they need more of, foods they need to avoid, lifestyle recommendations, and that sort of thing, so that we can really help people to address anxiety from both a physical and a mental avenue, you know, using both strategies from both disciplines to help them get a comprehensive strategy for getting their their brain in a healthier state. I love that you talk about putting mindset as the next step, not the first step. Because I know, especially with my son, I mean, being eight and a half, how do you regulate yourself for anxiety? It's very, very difficult and it's very tough for him to understand. So to get to the root of the problem first and then focus on mindset would be huge for him because he's a very smart child and he would understand when put in a way that is age appropriate, he wants to understand why is his brain doing this? Why is it working this way? And, you know, I came from old school. I love my mama dearly, but when I am anxious, my mama tells me to quote, Disney owes her rights. Let it go. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. that's awesome mom if i yeah, could let it go yeah that's, helpful. Would. Yeah, that's as helpful totally <laughs> would calm down just calm down yeah. right so i yeah. love i love the way that you're going about this because it's usually switched right it's mm-hmm. usually mindset first and right. how can you focus on mindset when you haven't even got past you know, the trauma and the things that have created the anxiety. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. That's so, that's so important. And I think it creates a lot of shame in people that struggle with mental illness is they think I'm just not working hard enough at it. I just don't have enough faith. I just am not as as strong as other people. And so I think this um, understanding that, you know, your brain is an organ and the biochemistry piece really helps people understand, okay, like I'm having to work way harder than someone else. It's not that I'm not as smart, not as strong, not as faithful, whatever it may be. It really does help take away the shame so that people can see this as a health condition and, and really one that shouldn't be ignored because anxiety not only indicates physical problems, but at least if he can talk about that, but you know, left untreated, anxiety really has other negative health consequences down the line. Well, and I'm currently going through that. So I can't, I really want to chat with you guys even more after this. I love that you talk about faith because I know you guys are Christian counseling for individuals and couples, or Rochelle, that you are. And I, ha- my listeners know that I believe in God to them. That could be the universe, whatever. But there have been times where I'm like, 
I swear I'm putting on my faith in God, but I can't do it. You know, they say, give it to God. Well, (laughs) I've given everything to God yet. I'm still panicking. Right. Cause, cause you know, your brain, when it says you're going to die, which is what anxiety is, your brain's saying it's not safe. It's not safe. You know, then we don't have higher level reasoning. You know, your brain just says, get out of danger. So that's what we want to help people figure out how to turn that off. So they're not such in a hyper alert state. And I love that you use the word rational brain because I have, I have a really great therapist who I adore and, and we talk about, okay, Jesse, are we coming from rational brain or are we coming from apocalyptic thinking? Cause I go from zero to apocalyptic. Right. So <laughs> rational brain resonates with me. And there are times where I, I'm not in a panic enough that I'm able to stop myself and go, okay, this is not rational brain. But majority of the times when panic and anxiety come on, you're not in that state to ask yourself that. Right. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Walsh, I'm so excited. Okay. I love science. So I'm excited to hear how this all ties in together. Well, it's interesting. I mean, like for someone like yourself, if you, if you take in something like monosodium glutamate, that is a, that can be excitatory towards your brain and that can get the ball rolling with the anxiety and you may not be able to shut it off. Um, One way to shut it off is maybe you have to get on an enzyme or stop taking monosodium glutamate. You may not even know what foods it's in. And a lot of kids probably eat it. So, you know, it's in a lot of foods. So when that gets turned on and you have that gene and you're positive for it, we can test for that it is going to excite you. It's an excitatory neurotransmitter and it's going to cause anxiety. It's going to have, you're going to have a hard time sleeping. You're going to have a hard time thinking. You're going to have a hard time concentrating. So people want to know, well, why? And it's like, well, if that's why you, there's a lot of other things you can do, but if that's one of the reasons, it's probably not going to help you if you don't get off of those things. So, I mean, that's just one example of the genes that we can talk about. And there's others we can go over, but you can test for these and see if they're positive for you. And if they are, then at least we kind of have a roadmap of where to go, what to, what we can stay away from, what we need, if we need an enzyme, or if we need to get off monosodium glutamate. But I mean, th- those are things that you just don't know. And your, your primary physician's probably not going to talk to you about those things. Um, I know mine didn't when I had issues with my thyroid and it was causing me some anxiety. I had to kind of figure it out on my own. I'll, I'll say I had to go biohacking on my own. And then I ran, I ran in circles where people were talking about this. And I was like, okay, this is a real thing. This is, there's genetics. It's, it, you know, there's food, there's all kinds of things involved, supplementation. And so once I went down that road, I was just, you know, I started trying things and that's when I got off of gluten and it really helped me, made a huge difference. I could concentrate. I wasn't as anxious. I wasn't as irritable. And I'll never go back. I'll never go back to it again. It's just not worth it. And so we feel like with those things, just knowing that and what happened with our daughter, we feel like, man, we should, we should let people know about this. Yes. Why? Because it's e- they're kind of easy fixes once you understand it. But if you don't understand it, you could go your whole life and not know this. Right. And I think something you said, I love that you are like knowing the why. I've lived with anxiety since I was a kid. I've got diagnosed with bipolar at the age of 28. That has been my ultimate question. Why? What is it? Why isn't it working? And of course I have medication now, Mm -hmm. but do I necessarily want to spend my lifetime on medication? Hmm, Not really. And 
to medication only goes so far. Right. Yeah. Right. That's so, it's so true. I mean, and, and it's I'm not against medication, you know, some people get help with it, but there's no testing before. There's no, like, you don't, they don't say, okay, well, your dopamine levels are this, your serotonin's this, we're going to give you this. It's, it's, I've had people come in and say they were diagnosed with bipolar and then I did EMDR with them and it was unresolved trauma from a rape, you know, and all of a sudden, oh, they don't have bipolar anymore. Well, no, they just had unresolved trauma, but they, and there's, I think there's a lot of misdiagnosis in the field of mental health. And if you don't understand, yes, why somebody's, the symptoms make sense somewhere. They make sense in your history. They make sense in your trauma. They make sense in your biochemistry, you know, and if you can, and that's with our daughter, you know, when she didn't respond to normal therapy or recover, it was like, thank goodness, my husband, because I can't research. I don't know anything about genetics or science. So, you know, he was the one that was just, you know, we were desperate for answers. So he was the one who was researching hours daily, finding experts, you know, from all over the country, mm -hmm. some across, the, you know, outside our country, just listening and learning because we knew there had to be a reason why, why she couldn't recover, even though, you know, on an MRI, her brain looked okay. It's like, well, it can look okay. <laughs> and, you know, it's not, to yeah, brain bleed or a lesion, but she can't get out of bed. And so there's, there was a why. Yeah. If you looked at our daughter, the blood work, the MRIs, the CAT scans, the x-rays, everything was normal. So if you looked at her, she was normal, but as far as functioning, she couldn't function. She couldn't get out of bed. She couldn't go to school. She had headaches and all that we could look at was medication at the time. And we had talked to some friends of ours in the medical field, some medical doctors, and they said, well, I don't know I'd put a 13 year old on some of those medications because she's going through a lot of hormonal changes, you know, it might mess with her hormones. We don't, it might mess with her growth, all those things. So we, that's when I really started looking at some non-traditional treatments out there. And I ran across the genetics and it just opened a whole, it was like opening up Pandora's box. We started noticing all these things. And then we started getting her on some supplements, avoiding, she had the gluten gene. So we avoided gluten. We did some other things and you know, she does better. I mean, she can't eat gluten. If she does, she's, she's going to be in for it. And there are some people who can eat it and they're fine with it. But it gave us, it gave us the why when people would go over her testing with yep. us, we'd be like, they'd be like, no wonder, no wonder she's suffering so much because there's this and there's this and these, all these things that you can't see yeah. on the outside that with the testing, you know, you could um, make, it made sense. Right. Yeah. Because she looks normal and everything, she just can't function. So when she walks in the room and the doctor does his test and looks at the test, everything's going to come back normal. So then we know that's not right. So that's when, that's when we got worried. And that's when we started having to look outside of, of the non-traditional, look to the non-traditional treatments. And I'm so grateful to hear somebody else doing that because right now, for instance, I have I have uh, inflammation, I have arthritis, I have this, I have that. And it's, I'm like, it's got to be, you guys, the hip bone's connected to the leg bone. Something <laughs> is going yes. on. Yes. I don't know what it is. And on top of that, you know, I have this anxiety and bipolar. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, that's all connected too. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, because many people with mental health issues have chronic pain. And there's yes. got to be a correlation to that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like with that GAD gene I was telling you about, there's a GAD gene. And if you have that gene and you take glutamate, 
your muscles will be tight. You will have, you will be more sensitive to pain. You will have a harder time concentrating. You will have, you know, those things will affect you and you can take an enzyme for it and it helps convert it from, you know, from GAD, glutamate, glutamic acid. It takes glutamate and it goes to GABA. Well, glutamate is like the gas pedal. Okay. And GABA is the brake pedal. Well, if you, if you don't have a brake pedal, because you don't have that enzyme that converts that glutamate, guess what? You get really wound up and that causes a lot of anxiety and panic and, you know, memory issues and people just feel they're in disarray. Well, little things like that, just hacking that and, and knowing that you need to stay with monosodium glutamate or you need to be on an enzyme to convert it. That's very powerful for most people if, if they have that gene. And it does, and you are going to be increased, you're going to have increased sensitivity to pain. So just little things like that. I mean, that's just one gene we talk about, but there are other genes that affect neurotransmitters that would probably, you know, you'd want to look at as well. Absolutely. I mean, I've even gone outside and I've, I've gone with, I'm doing a 30 day health and beyond healthy living, which is just getting more greens and getting a little, a lot of that dairy out, getting some of those bad carbs out. I've already started to notice a difference. I've used, I've started using essential oils to calm me down and it's amazing. And the thing is, is that I want to be able, and I want others to be able, especially my son, to be able to one day go, I'm going to slowly let go of the cords of medication and be able to move to this natural, holistic way that we know will work because my genes say it will. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. Right. that is correct. Right. Exactly. In fact, my husband, my ex-husband and I, um, we live together for our children, for Landon, because the going back and forth between houses was too much. Mm-hmm. And we have wanted genetic testing for Landon. We've asked doctors about it. And we know it exists, yet we get told, oh, no, no, no. No, you don't need that. And it's not always accurate. And we're just like sitting here going, but it's a possibility. What if it helps him? Right. Yes. Well, I think the reason most doctors don't do it is because you have to know how to interpret it. And there are a lot of genes. I mean, so you have to look at the ones that, that make the biggest impact for somebody who has anxiety. So through my training and through a doctor that I got trained through, he kind of did all the hard work and he set up the algorithms. I just had to come in and kind of pick it up where he left off. But yeah, we have panels that we run. We can run a panel on it. It's called a neuropsych panel, and that's for anxiety. And we can run an autoimmune panel. That's for people with autoimmune issues. But developmental, developmental panels, kids who have autism or ADD. So there's certain panels you want to run. You don't need to look at every gene because when I go over these genes with people and we're trying to cut that time down, it may take me one or two hours to go over these genes. When's the last time you sat down with your doctor for one or two hours and went over your genes? Never. You never <laughs> will either. And so that's where it is. And I usually on the first assessment, I mean, Rochelle's probably with him for an hour, let's say, and doing her assessment, there's time in there. And then by the time they make it to me, I do my assessment. Then we do the testing. I'm mean, we're talking, there's hours into this. And it's individualized because you may, you may be able to eat gluten. You may have no problem with it. But your son, he eats it, and it's going to blow him up, and he's going to get inflamed, and he's going to be bouncing off the walls. So you need to know that. And, and it's hard. It's hard to make those changes. But overall, Or there are some healthy things that he's – I mean, I'm yeah. speaking about stuff that's not in my area, but he's mentioned to me like histamine reactions. So that mm-hmm. some people have histamine reactions, actually things that you would think are really good for you, like mm-hmm. what? 
like what like with spinach. me if i were to eat if i were to give you show you what i okay i was gonna eat a bowl of spinach with tomatoes and avocado you would think man that's great right well right. for me for me i can't eat histamines like that that will cause an inflammatory reaction for me and it'll make my add come back my anxiety come back i just won't feel right well that's why you know no diet is right for everybody you know there's there's the paleo diet the you know, vegan, keto, carnivore, all those diets, they all work. Mm-hmm. If you, but for certain things, I mean, like for me, vegan diet would not work. I can't have histamines and histamines are good foods, a lot of plant-based foods, but I can't take them in. They don't work well with my system. So you need to know that. And that can cause anxiety. So with me getting off gluten and then watching my histamines, that's changed my life. I mean, I can concentrate. I can sit down and study for hours and hours where before I couldn't study for 10 minutes. I mean, I'd have to work to give you an example. Here's how bad it was with ADD. It took someone else an hour to learn it. It took me four to five hours Your to mom learn reading it. To you yeah, I had school. to have my mom read to me in high school Wow. <laughs> because wow. I could not I could not sit down and read a book and we had to go through this book our senior year and read it. Well, guess what? I couldn't, I couldn't concentrate. Wasn't that I couldn't read. I couldn't concentrate. Well, back then, you know, I was eating horrible, eating Doritos and Coke and all that stuff. I didn't know. And my mom didn't know. I mean, that's what, that's what we did. And now that I know I stay away from those things and she has to come get me and tell me to stop studying because you know I'm avoiding the family or whatever you know now because I love this stuff so much I got to know when to turn it off but that wasn't happening before and so a kid who has ADD or autism or anything like that there's little biohacks you could go in and do these things and really change them really turn their life around and it's most of their doctors are not going to look at that I hate to say that but they're just not going to no search outside of that Exactly. And it's, uh, I can't tell you, like we had a, it, the timing of you guys coming on today is perfect because we had a psych appointment with his doctor today and the ADHD is getting worse. So what do we do? We go up on medicine. Uh-huh. And now I'm sitting here talking to you and I'm like, hmm, hmm. What do we do? <laughs> we call Rochelle and Dr. Walsh. <laughs> well, and there's also, there's also a genetic test you can run. It's called pharmacogenetics, okay? okay? So you can run that test, and it'll tell you which medications will work for you and which ones won't. Because, like, for anxiety, a lot of people get on the SSRIs, the serotonin, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, okay? Well, they don't work for everybody, okay? Mm-hmm. And if they're not going to work for you and you take those, guess what's going to happen? You're going to go the opposite direction and you're going to have the same, it's going to be intensified. So you want to know your genes because if you, if you take that medication and it's not going to work, then they go, well, here, try another medication or try another medication. And next thing, or they keep up in the dose. But if you can walk in there and say, Hey, I've got a genetic test. Here's what I should be taking. They can help you with that. And then you can gradually try to get off of it with natural supplements. And that would be a better approach. I mean, at least you would know what med to be on if you were going to do the meds. And I've had some patients right. get that test. And it's pretty, pretty effective. And, you know, that's the test that we were looking for initially. Because I, I will not lie to you, this child on Adderall is psychotic. Literally. Like, my clients get hospitalized right. after. And not, not all the time because a, a lot of people 
people get relief from medication. So we're not against traditional medicine. No. We're not against it, but we have seen bad reactions. Yes. You know, or it wears off, your body adapts after time. And so it was really helpful at one time, and then all of a sudden it wears off and it's not. But Yeah, um, we tried Adderall, and I mean we missed our son. We took him off almost three days to the, like, we were like, we're done. This is no. And like you guys, I am also for traditional medicine. I mean, there's a need for it. Um, However, there is such a movement going on for more holistic approach. I believe there is space for both in increasing your mental wellness. Right. Sure. And that's what we really appreciated about the provider we originally found for our daughter was that he had been a brain surgeon for years. Mm-hmm. And so he was an MD, but he got in deep into the genetics and understanding and really felt like there are better ways to help people get to the root of the problem. And so we, yeah, we appreciated the fact that he had both the knowledge of med school and years of medical experience, mm-hmm. but the understanding of the human body and how it works. And um, so that was a perfect it was match for what I mean, we were looking for. It was just, it was eye opening to see that these genes can affect people that way. And we yeah. just, I didn't have an idea. And, and like I said, my doctor wasn't going to talk to me about it. No doctor was going to talk to us about it. So we kind of had to go out on our own and we just feel like that's what we're trying to do with this is, I mean, wouldn't it be nice to know that if you had a couple of genes that caused anxiety and we could just come in and say, Hey, stop doing these things here and you'll probably feel better. And that would, that would help out a lot. I mean, otherwise you're literally going to go on the rest of your life and you're going to, people are going to suffer with this when they don't have to. And, Absolutely. And we just feel like, we feel like we have to tell people. And it's yes. not our nature to tell. I mean, we, this is our first podcast. So, I mean, it's, <laughs> oh, not, like, yeah. so it's not like we go out there tooting our own horn. People are telling us we need to toot the horn. Yes. We had to search so hard we yeah. had to, and we were in such a desperate And, and desperate we're in the place. field where she's in the mental health field. Right. I mean, we're in the field and we, we struggle with finding things out there. So the average person has to really struggle with Oh, absolutely. If you're in the field and you're struggling to find it, the rest of us are lost. Yeah. And we have to remember that. Sometimes we forget that because people will share stuff with us and we don't really say much. You know, we don't really, we don't really want to because it's like, oh, we're just, you know, we're just tooting our own horns. But that's, I mean, sometimes you are not tooting your own horns. You are, you are, you are giving a snippet of information that can literally change someone's life. Like I always tell people when I tell my story that it was a traumatic story, but at the same time, I go back to if by telling them that one snippet changes something in the way they think or feel about themselves, I've done my job. It's almost like planting the mustard seed, you know? I cannot thank you guys enough. I want to tell my listeners, you can find... Dr. Walsh and Rochelle at anxietybiohacks.com. And I will post this to the Recovering Mentally Facebook page. And you guys, I cannot thank you enough. I mean, you've given me so much hope in such a short amount of time. And I want to talk to you further. I cannot thank you enough for coming on here because this is huge. And this is something I know from experience from talking to other mothers with children with anxiety and ADHD and all that stuff. You know, there are days where, especially during this time of quarantine, we're at a loss. We don't know what to do anymore. 
And this right here just filled my heart with hope of, okay, well, this hasn't been working. I'm going to talk to them. Okay. <laughs> yes, thank you, Thanks. Jessica, for having us. That's how we yeah. felt too. Every time we get more information, we're like, more information gives us more hope. Yes. And like, we haven't tried everything yet. There's, there's, always, there's always more to know. Yeah, it's oh, a never-ending battle. Thank you. And stay on. Okay. I, want, I just want to thank my uh, listeners for listening. You can find us at Recovering Mentally Crew Facebook page. And again, reach out to Dr. Walsh and Rochelle at anxietybiohacks.com. You guys have a great day. Well, you guys, that's all we've got for today. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you go out in the world this week and be the badasses and authentic selves that you are because you are amazing. Do not hesitate to hit a review and let us know what you need to hear because that's the goal. We're here for you. We are recovering mentally together. See you soon.